0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Sumner County Coaches Show Live, Facebook Live, in fact, and podcasting worldwide. We are back after a week off. Greg Arias, Zach Williams with you. And, Zach, it was good to get a little bit of a rest in. The players and coaches from Sumner County, with the exception of White House, all had the week off, and that includes Pope John, who Coach Justin Geisinger is here with us. We'll talk to him coming up in a little bit. But a week off, I think, was good for everybody to l- recharge the batteries a little bit, get a rest, have a Friday night off. And the weather was so miserable <laughs> last Friday but I was going to bring that up. Yeah. We've yeah. actually been yeah. really
1: lucky with the weather just in total. Of, well, other than the heat. Other than the heat, which you can bear through the heat at least. Right. So you can figure that out. But with the rain and everything last week, especially with sheets, I remember I was – this this goes to tell you what I was doing. I was went I went and watched a movie Friday night at like nine o'clock, so I knew exactly I'd be right at the end of a game or right getting close to the end of a game there at Henderson. I was passing I lived right next to Henry High School and there was just sheets of rain hitting <laughs> into the press box and just everything and I thought to myself what a perfect night not to be exactly, playing football. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: actually in Nashville and, and driving home in, in some of that rain, and uh, it came down pretty heavy at one point in time. And I thought the same thing, boy, I am I, I'm <laughs> not. I'm upset that I'm having to drive in it, but I'd rather be driving in it than trying to pack up equipment, and get out of a high school press box as bad as it oh. was, and looking forward <laughs> to the weather this weekend. Finally, for the first time, it will be football weather as far as the temperatures go. It'll have to be, you know. White jacket, kind of what you're wearing today, 60-ish, but certainly much, much better than what it has been from a heat standpoint, and looking forward to getting back uh, into the saddle, so to it's speak, to get these a, next three weeks of the regular season going. It's going
1: to be an autumn football game. Yes. That's what it's 100% going to be. It's going to feel fall. It's going to feel great. And you talk about, we talk about every week, you know, try to go see one of these games live. Uh, of course, you're not able to. You're able to hear it on the WHIN radio network. But uh, this is a great night to go see it live, just because you can bring the blanket, you can get some hot chocolate, and you can feel like you're at a football game. So. Exactly.
0: And... If you're a football fan and looking for a game this week, well, of the eight schools in Sumner County, four of those are playing at home, and two of them are inter-county games. Of course, Hendersonville comes to Gallatin. That's kind of a big game. Mm -hmm. Beach at Station Camp, so you can get a game in this area by those two spots there. MUS visits Pope John. Again, Coach Guy Singer here. We'll speak to him coming up. Uh, so that's a big game for those guys. So that's three really, really good matchups and games that you can see without leaving Sumner County. And then Whitehouse is at home versus Creekwood while Portland is at Springfield and Westmoreland is at East Robertson. So those two, Portland and Westmoreland, traveling, everybody else at least, if not playing at home, playing in Sumner County this week.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's your... <laughs> You. What I'd say, two weeks ago, you could sling a dead possum around the county, and it's and if you let go, you're going to land on a good football game this week.
0: So, as we look at those games, Zach, obviously you and I will be at the same game this week, Hendersonville and, and Gallatin. Should we even off. be talking
1: right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, hey, we have nothing to do with game plan,
0: we have right. nothing to do to affect the outcome of the ball game other to, than to describe what's going on on the field during the course of things, and... Uh, I, I think it's going to be a fun game because certainly uh, Hendersonville two weeks ago got back on the winning track over mm-hmm. at Wilson Central, a thirty to nine. Well, at
1: home, it was oh, at, at home, home.
0: Excuse me, against Wilson Central, yep. thirty to nine, and, and of course Gallatin. We we know their record. I'm I'm not going to try to sound like I'm I'm bragging by mentioning that again. It is what it is. But uh, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. This week because it's a contrast of styles uh, to some degree. Hendersonville still runs the wing T Gallatin, more of an open spread concept type offense. Uh, We saw two weeks ago before the break, Montez Banks comes in at quarterback, has a big game, throws for two, runs for two, has a two-point conversion, named player of the game. He had a big game in his first start for Gallatin in place of the injured Isaiah Briscoe, so confidence certainly for him, confidence on the other side for Hendersonville, having finally gotten back on the winning track after that three-game skid with the victory over Wilson Central.
1: Well, got on got on the winning side, but did it in a big way, 30-9 to nine in the final score, made sure they put up big points as they were playing in that game. They, of course, Kept there, and this is what I've, I've been—I've been harping on this the whole time. This team is not representative of what the outcome of the score had been the last three in those three weeks, starting with Beach and then Lebanon and then uh, Independence. They all those games they were in it to the very end. You co- combined loss point total uh, uh point. Point total that is of ten points between three games. I mean, it was close the whole way through, and finally there was that just that awkward hump of the fourth quarter where they just it just seemed like they dipped every time, and they came back out and they put up another two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and that was the central game almost to just put a stamp on it and say, hey, it, we could we can do this, and we have the talent and we have the schemes and everything's there. So and it was good to see Drew Hohenberg. Of course, he got three touchdowns, two over the gra- uh, two on, on over the air, one on the ground, and uh, played very strong, and I expect. Him to continue playing strong for the rest of the season because they are going to lean on him a whole lot more. Uh, and in that run game, Isaiah Chandler has just been absolutely dominant. I think over the last three weeks, he's almost put up around 400 yards, whether of total combined yardage, right. whether that's over the air and on the ground, but has been just strong all the way throughout it. So it'll be a really fun game <laughs> come absolutely. Gallatin, uh, especially with the high fly, or you know the high powered offense and high athleticism offense. Of Hendersonville and, of course, the the stout wall defense of Green Bay. Or Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. I, kill me. I, I don't,
0: I don't think me. Hendersonville <laughs> has a chance against Green Bay. <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: <laughs> I can't believe I just said
0: that. No offense to Hendersonville, but I don't think, I don't think they would Green Bay. <laughs> I don't that, think they would either. I don't think That's a little either. bit – that's a step up in class that you, you're not going to make. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we know Gallatin. what you mean. Yeah, Gallatin. And, and Gallatin's defense has been uh, lights out. 21 points is all they've allowed mm-hmm. through uh, – now, seven games of the season, and that came in two. They've got five shutouts that they've uh, put up on the board uh, this season. So uh, it will be a off, strong offense, strong defense, and I think the same uh, can be said on the other side of things.
1: And remember, we're doing this live here at Demas's in Hendersonville, right. so you can always check out all the fun food here at Demas's in Hendersonville, 221 Indian Lake drive or any lake boulevard that is not drive Indian lake boulevard so you can come down here and check out one they got a new menu so they they they've revamped their menu it's all fresh everything's cooked to order i think that's a big thing nowadays you don't want food that's been cooked 10 hours ago and then they're just reheating it this is all cooked you don't to like- order <laughs> Yeah.
0: Dry, mushy. Or, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. And then it's all fresh. They changed, Exactly. They changed their actual logo to fit how fresh they are nowadays. And so it's the green logo instead of the maroon logo. And also, if you're watching this, of course, live on Facebook, this goes up as a podcast. So if you're not able to catch the whole thing, it'll go up in a podcast. Tomorrow morning it'll be up, and you can listen to it. You can go to all the places for the podcast, which is whinradio.com. And then also you can go to Apple Podcasts. Cl- click WHIN radio and then also SoundCloud WHIN Radio, and they'll be on all of those devices and places for you to listen to it and make sure that you share it on your Facebook right now and let everybody know that's going on throughout right now. So you can go ahead and share this video while we're live and get all the information to all the people out there that want to You can be the guy in the know or the person in the know, and this is your insider to Sumner County football right here on WHIN. So now let's get into the uh, actual matchups, right?
0: Let's do that. Let's go ahead and get Coach Geisinger yeah. in here and, and – have a talk about some some Knights football as he uh, joins us this week as always and uh, coming off uh, a bye week last week as were the uh, public schools here coach a good week for you guys obviously to get a rest to uh, get over some bumps and bruises and and maybe get some guys back healthy
2: sure yeah it's always good uh, especially this time of year in the home stretch to have uh a have a bye week, so we were able to give our kids a few days rest, give them a few days off, um, kind of get away from you know each other. We've been going at it with each other since May, really, if you think about it, all the way back from spring practice, and you kind of go straight through the summer and spend a lot of time with each other. So um, good to refresh batteries, get away from each other, and, and get ready for here for the home stretch. Take us kind of through quickly
0: the schedule, what you guys did as far as time off and practice schedule
2: to uh, during the off week, if any, to yeah. get ready. I think you know, coaches are real different with that approach, and you know I don't think there's any right or wrong. Um, but for us, we gave them off uh, the beginning of the week, so we gave them off actually five days. We gave them off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday um, after our last game, first NBA, and then we came back practice Thursday, Friday, gave them off the weekend, and we started fresh back this past Monday. So, got a you know a couple short practices last week, got in the weight room a couple days, um, had some meeting time, and then. Uh, but also had you know plenty of time for them to get away, get with their spend some time with their families and friends a little bit. MUS comes to town this week. For
0: anybody that doesn't know what that means, Memphis <coughs> University School is what that to, sure. stands for. And if you're a football fan, you've heard of them. You know a little bit about them. They've always got a talented football squad.
2: Yeah, uh, real good team. We uh, we matched up with them in the second round of the playoffs last year down at their place, and they knocked us out. So they're. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll be good, you know, them kind of fresh on our kids' minds from last year. And, uh, you know, Coach Alston, you know, been there a long time. It, it does a really good job with that program. You know, they've got good players, good schemes. They play hard. Um, and then, obviously, a lot of a lot of tradition in that program. You know, like a lot of the schools in our region, a lot of these schools have been around for a long time and have built some really good football tradition and, you you know, they've traditionally been a good football team, and they're no different this year. Well, so. let's go
1: Let's go to that playoff game last year, right? Yep. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be calling JP2 last year, and in that game at the beginning, the first half, it was JP2 football pretty much the entire way, and that sure. was on top of the three-hour-plus road trip to yeah. get down there in a cold-weather game where you really did have a lot of success, especially on the ground with Antoine Roberts.
2: Yeah, I think it was a 14-10 game at half mm-hmm. last year, and, you know, a game that maybe a lot of people didn't expect us to compete with, compete in as well as we did. Um, you know, had some kind of blunders there in the second half, and, um, you know, they ended up pulling away a little bit. But um, it was a big game, you know, for our program last year, being the first playoff win in the school's history and going down there and competing in a second-round game like that. Um, so having this same team come back to our place this year at senior night for our kids mm. – um, and you know we like I said, and you guys have heard me talk for a few weeks now. We don't talk a whole lot about wins and losses. You know, we talk about um, you know we don't talk about records and those things. Every, it's evident that that you want to win. I think that's that's an obvious thing. That's why you play the game. Um, that's sure. Um, but uh, you know, everybody knows this is a big week you know if this has playoff implications for us and you know this is a must win for us in for that regard and um it is for MUS too so um they're in the same boat even though they're a one loss team that that just that's how tight the playoff race is with the the new split in the divisions this year being you know two two divisions of six teams and four making it on each side there's there's a tight race so um yeah it's a big week for us um really good football team. They're they're balanced. They got, you know, some big offensive linemen. You know, they have a couple quarterbacks that they use uh, that can throw the ball really well. They've got a good running back that's back. Um, you know, their defensive secondary is athletic. Um, you know, their defensive box in there, they're, they're sound, they're athletic. They're, they're going to they're going to not make a whole lot of mistakes, so, right. you know, it's 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 going to be a tough ball game, but uh, I think we had a really good week of practice this week, um, you know, coming off a couple of days from last week, so uh, i excited to see what we'll do.
1: Well, talk to me about the health of, uh, of Antoine Roberts, because I know yeah. he did get a little dinged up in the last couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> he, he did. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be able to go or not Friday. He's he's probably doubtful for this yeah. Friday, so we'll see. We have kind of have plans with him and without him for this week, but... Right. Um, um, you know we've got a lot of guys on this football team that'll step in though and play well obviously antoine's a name that you hear and everybody knows he's a division one kid he's a multiple offer kid and um, you know so he he gets a lot of a, a lot of credit from that standpoint and, and justifiably so he's a good he's a really good football player and a good talent for us um, but we've got a lot of other kids too and some of these kids in the senior class that are stepping up big that um, and, and hopefully we'll have a few other things that we can do to to compete and maybe move the football a little bit so.
1: Well, then now Rory White on that other side as well, one of those sure. senior guys that you're going to have to really lean on. Yep. Uh, you know, talk about what his role in this game, not only obviously beyond the field, but I got to imagine a lot of guys rally around him.
2: Yeah, yeah, Rory's a great kid. I mean, he was elected a team captain this year, you know, one of the two highest vote getters as far as a team captains for us. So he's a guy that um, – you you know he he lets everything kind of lay out on the field doesn't he's not a rah-rah guy you don't hear a lot out of him other than what he does out there on the field he's consistent um you know doesn't make a lot of errors um and we're definitely going to be counting on him to make a lot of plays this friday night He, he is he is a ball player obviously air force commit kid he's a big strong physical receiver that has you know a variety of skills and um, so, um, and he's not the only one, though. We got several other guys on that side of the football and on our defense side of the football that's just been playing really good football this year on the defensive side as well. Um, that have kept us in a lot of games. So
1: Well, that's what I was want to ask you, too, is who are some of the players that maybe we haven't mentioned so much on the show that you think, well, obviously you think all of them are worth mentioning because you love your yeah, kids, but yeah. I mean, who are some other standouts that maybe we haven't um, talked about so much You know, so I
2: mean, there's a lot of guys, you, you know, we'll just you were just specifically talking defensively. Jay Wright is a guy. Um, he's been, you know, in the top of our leading tacklers the last two or three years. Brooks Haggard, he's a guy. Um, he's a Richmond commit, mm. um, you know, and – uh, those are our two inside linebackers. Have been great ball players for us the past several years. Um, those are a few to name a few. John Martinez is a senior offensive defensive lineman for us. who Has been like three year starter for us, really on both sides of the football. That kid's got to have stamina. Um, I even said this does. last year yeah. because
1: he plays both sides of that ball pretty much he does. all snaps. He
2: does. You don't again. He's a guy. He does not say a lot. He's a man of few words, but he goes out there. He competes his butt off. Um, and, uh, he lets it all lay out there on the field and, you know, just does a great job on both sides of the ball. And then his younger brother actually has stepped up and filled a void for us is starting off. So the Martinez brothers are our bookend tackles this week. So that's uh <laughs> sophomore and a, in a senior, but they're, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be at the bookend. So this should be fun.
0: One spot that we don't talk a lot about, but can be key, certainly in games like this special teams. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, probably MUS, like everything else they do, they're pretty solid in yeah, Kind of sure. take us through that and maybe what you think. And sure. Is there any plays to be made there for you guys that might yeah. be able to change the course of the game?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I t- we, we take a lot of pride in our special teams. We make a – you know, that being 20% of the plays of a game sometimes, we put a big emphasis um, on, on special teams and um, – Coach Carpenter, Christian Carpenter is a guy new hire for us. is actually our special. We actually have a special teams coordinator on staff now. We we never had that. We've always kind of split it up amongst our staff. And um, while our our entire staff still helps him out, Christian is really heads it up for us. He also coaches outside linebackers on defense. But he's been a huge addition for us. Um, Takes a lot of pride. He was a long snapper at the University of Maryland. Actually, played at Brentwood Academy, and now uh, we got him back from the DC area, and he's doing a great job. But he heads that up. You know, he's real sound. Takes a lot of pride. and what those kids do and um we have a great kicker too andrew southard um is our kicker and he's uh he has a leg on him I remember does from last season he does um he's still a young kid and he's got a lot of football ahead of him but um you know he's a kid that has a range up you know upwards of 50 yards you know and it's good to have a kid like that when you need it and um can do a lot of good things in the kickoff game do different things for us so um there's no doubt, and and we'd say it every every you know every week. But I think in a game like this, where our margin for error is so small, you know, we're going to have to make a play on special teams, you know, in, in some of these games to, to to get the outcome coming our way. So um, definitely. See, that's why I wanted to mention special teams because. You
0: generally don't hear about kickers unless they missed a kick. You know, they're just sure. kind of they, hit yeah. the, they, they kick the field goal, they hit it, everything's good, but and nobody talks well, about it until they miss one.
2: So. Yeah, well, I come from – Robbie Caldwell was my O-line coach at, when I was at Vanderbilt, and he used to give the kickers a hard time. So I I give Andrew a hard time and, I, and all in love, but I tell him, hey, those two yellow sticks up there, just put it between them. That's, that's his job. <laughs> Pretty easy, right? So Yeah, that's it
1: for me. But I, coach, I, good luck this week. You got all food right. back there?
2: I did. I got some coming right there. What'd you order? Year. What was the especially yeah. order? I want you know. I'm. I'm I got to lose a few here, guys. I want grilled <laughs> chicken and uh, broccoli tonight, but I'm. Uh, I'm working on it. Easier said than done. But well, hey, that, sure. this,
0: all of us could you know stand to, yeah. to do that ourselves? Yeah. So. But hey, it's good stuff here. So it is. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Best right. of luck this week. Go get a victory, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday right. night and Perfect. enjoy your dinner. Thanks. Appreciate you guys.
1: Thanks, Coach. All right, there you go. So now do we want to bring up Coach Winzel? Let's, let's
0: get one of the Hendersonville guys yeah. in here. Coach Watson's here as well. We'll break up the two Hendersonville.
1: We'll sandwich them in between
0: guys here. Guys, while Coach Watson's still working on his food. Come on up, Coach.
1: Talk, talk some Hendersville, of course, Coach Wenzel, Carl Wenzel. He's here from uh, uh, Hendersville High School. He is he is the special teams and kind of really utility coach, right? You have utility players, you have utility coaches. He has his hand pretty much somewhere on all plays. It doesn't matter which side of the ball uh, for the most part. But thanks for coming in with us.
3: Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: So, you know, one thing I want to go ahead and get off. So you, you coach, obviously, special teams. This is your first time coming on, and there had been some miscues with special teams in, the, in that three-week stint,
3: but... Why'd you have to mention <laughs> that <laughs> he's like that he, he just wants I, to bring I set up it and up and it. I set it up it's it's, uh-huh. it's like
1: a little softball and then it, you crank it out Andrew Martin kicks his first field goal longest field goal of the season uh 41 yarder against Wilson Central how did how did that affect him especially after some of those down weeks of just extra points and things like that to go out there and kick his longest field goal of the season
3: well it obviously gave him some confidence uh Andrew's got more leg than that even um so Uh, We're going to put him in situations where he can be successful and make those kicks and even uh, challenge him a little bit, but he has all the uh, ability in the world as far as to make those kicks and uh, we feel like we're in a situation where we can make it. We're going to do that, uh, given his leg.
1: Yeah, and, and so it, that was, I was so excited to see it because it was a 41-yarder that was into the wind, and it was a strong, stiff wind blowing north. He was kicking south.
0: Well, now, that's something that I think is a product, obviously, of the great soccer program that you guys have in the history of kickers, going back to James Willoway. Pretty much everybody around here remembers that name if you're a football fan. Right, right. So it's, it's just a continuation. You always have one of those guys, it seems, every year.
3: Well, we appreciate what Coach Plummer does for our football program as well. Obviously, he's a big uh, connection there, but uh, several great kickers over the years. Ever since I've been there, we've always had a really strong kicker. Um, Andrew's just the next guy kind of in line uh, to do those type of things, and uh, he's also a soccer player as well too. So uh, hopefully there's more coming, and uh, we'll continue to use his his talents uh, going forward.
1: Well, let's talk about your history with the team, right? Fifteen years. Take us through when you started with the Commando football
3: team. So uh, yeah, this is year seventeen already. Goes back oh, so it's, not even, it's more yeah, than fifteen. Yeah, so I started back in uh, two thousand and three. Uh, this was a career change for me. Decided I didn't want to uh, do the business world anymore, and uh, miss playing. Uh, since I got out of uh, college, I went to Austin P and played there. So I uh, decided it was time to get back into – to start coaching because I realized I made a mistake out of, out of college and uh, been doing it ever since. Well,
1: yeah. I'll go, well, I'll go – let me go, go real ahead. quick here because I have a connection because once I'm – a, I'm a former alumni. I think we talked about this possibly, but uh, small animal care. I don't know if you're still teaching small so, animal yeah,
3: care. I teach small animal science and vet science at Hendersonville High School. Yeah. And I,
1: I took it back when I was a uh, junior. So, I don't even know if you probably don't even remember me. I was just a little snot-nosed kid back then. Not like, is. I'm not, uh, <laughs> if you beat me that, to it, I knew you were going to do it. That's why he brought up through game earlier because he's doing yeah. a snot-nosed go ahead. Right. Pay, pay but, pay uh, pay, I guess. but, of course, you know, and then we have Joe Townsend that's also on the calls. Every yep. And, Lord, everybody knows Joe. I've I got to rein him in sometimes because he's gotten Hollywood Joe now. One of the, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> he really is. But, so, you know, this season, uh, have you seen anything from your tenure from the 15 years? Of course, you have seventeen. 17. Sorry, 17. Thank you. Think? Yeah, he doesn't
0: w- pay attention. Either. I
1: was going through the <laughs> Hendersonville. That's two uh, years closer to retirement. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but anything close, you know, from that time, of course, Coach Hatfield, twenty plus years, I believe, almost. And then you have now Coach James Beasley. Have you seen some changes, or you seen really just kind of the tradition continuing?
3: And well, we've got lots of continuations of, of uh, what we've done with Coach Hatfield in the past. Obviously, there's some new things that we've done to try to you know put our own stamp on on things at, uh, at Hendersonville. But uh, a lot of the same principles are going to be in play that we uh, that we believe in.
0: Now, you are a Tennessee native, correct?
3: McMinn Central well, is that? Kinda. I mean, I was. Uh, I moved to East Tennessee when I was in uh, fourth grade. Okay. Believe it or not, I grew up in New York State in a little small mm. whereabouts. Uh, you've never heard of it, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> try me. My dad's from upstate New York. Well, we're from far western New Yorks, where I was actually born. Uh, a little town called Dewittville. Near Lake Chautauqua. I've heard of Lake, heard of Lake Chautauqua,
0: that. but I've never heard of Dewittville. Yeah. <laughs> he, my dad's from
3: Newport, so that's... Never heard of that myself either. It's uh, <laughs> around Kingston. Okay.
0: So, anyway, uh, how do you wind up at Austin P from McMinn?
3: Uh, played at McMinn Central. Um, out, of, out of college, I had a few different places to go. A lot of people wanted me to play offensive line, believe it or not, but I, uh, my heart was at tight end, and that was where uh, I felt like my best opportunity was to be, and... Took it and ran with it. Felt like God had a better plan because that's where I met my beautiful wife. So um, the rest is history, as they say.
1: Now, when when you're signing up for for Hendersonville High School to one teach and then also coach, right. is there like a checklist? Like, were you a tight end in college? Because it seems yes. like there's a conti- Well, no, I'm yes. saying on the checklist because also Coach Beasley at but UT Yeah, before you, <laughs> yeah, before you sign you up, check- do you have to go? Tight they
3: only pull tight ends. It seems like well, I mean we're the most versatile people on the field anyway, right? <laughs> <There> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> then, I yep, like it. Uh,
1: I like and it. And then there was another coach who went to. I believe it was uh, Carson Newman was a wide receiver. I think I, I could be wrong being on there, but a lot skill, of pass catchers. A lot of pass catchers. Well, let's talk about this team because you also work with the linebackers and J.D. Jordan, uh, one Kay. of the uh, – obviously the leaders of the team. Talk a little bit about what, what he's done for the team as a whole and his role on the team.
3: Uh, I mean, is a tremendous kid for us. Um, obviously, if you know a little bit about his history, as far as just in the, in the preseason, he had a what we thought was going to be a, a season-ending injury for him. Oh, wow. Um, so we're real fortunate that that was not the case. And uh, I think for him it was a growing experience to be what you think you're going to be out but, but now you've kind of got this second gift to be able to play your senior season. And he's obviously one of our leaders, mm-hmm. uh, vocal leaders, uh, leads by action as well. So uh, very valuable player for us.
1: Who are some of the players that you've seen so far this season that have maybe shocked you and what how quickly they've taken on to the role of the team, whatever that is, whether it be, you know, both sides of the ball even?
3: Wow, okay. Um, you know, we got lots of kids. I mean, Helton Porter is probably going to be one, that, one of those kids, That's especially on, I on defense. Um because of his size and stature, most people wouldn't put him as a linebacker. But because of some things we're kind of doing uh, with different guys, he's one of those guys on defense especially that's kind of stood out and made improvements. Um, well, impacts th- 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 even too. Yes, yeah, so obviously, if you think back to some games, you know, he's player of the week one week. Um, so he's made some tremendous uh, improvements as far as his game goes. Obviously, everybody will look back to his, his running back ability, which he does have that too. So he's one of those guys. Um, there's some younger guys too that have been out there, you know, that uh guys that I coach, you know. Jack Busey has come along, uh, as a tenth grader, um, looking for big things to him in the future, but he's worked his way back. Um oh, he in-
1: stands a giant on top of uh <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be a large kid. Really, that's one of that Joe's favorite too. guys
1: right there. Is just the size uh, because I mean he you, even when you it's not hard to figure out who it is on the field <laughs> because right. when he stands on the field he's he's a good shoulder and head taller than everybody else. Right,
3: there. right. He's gonna hopefully head grows into that uh, potential and, and can be one of our dominant players in the future.
0: Okay, now I'm going to ask you a, a different type of question here. Obviously, as a football coach, you have Logan Spurrier. Right. Everybody knows the name. Right. Have you had an opportunity maybe to meet with his uncle and discuss football at any point in uh, time? We
3: have not had the uh, the privilege yet to meet uh, Uncle Steve, um, but uh, Logan's dad's a great man too, so their whole family's really good. But uh,
0: He's just not the name because he wasn't the – star football player that his brother was right same family obviously cut from the same cloth uh just one got the football part and the other one took his well logan is
3: logan's obviously he's a very versatile kid obviously most people know about him uh the golf aspect Mm -hmm. um probably he's gonna look looks like he's gonna play college golf um so we're just fortunate to have him as a pretty outstanding football player for us too
1: his motor is insane the what it just the 100 doesn't matter how many plays he's out there it seemed like even coming back after the back spasms he has just been an absolute lightning bolt every play he's always haunting some quarterback if it's on defense and of course running back just trying to set edges on whatever play it is on the split ends on the jet sweeps and things like that right. it, it's been insane to watch him play and just see the impact of him coming back from those 3 weeks. I mean,
3: Logan's always been a, a physical player um Good leader for us as well. Obviously, kids look up to him as, as far as that potential goes. Um, but, yeah, just fortunate to have him healthy and, and going back strong from, you know, the little battle setback we had in preseason. So, uh, but Logan's been really a good, good player for us, obviously.
0: 17 years at Hendersonville High School. Yeah. You've been a part of – Beach Hendersonville, obviously, in that time. Oh, Beach yeah. Station Camp in that time. Um, Beach, or excuse me, Hendersonville Beach, Hendersonville Station Camp, and Hendersonville Gallatin, in that time. This little square, if you will, of those four schools have developed quite the rivalry. Your your thoughts on that, and, and how it is to be a part of it, and to have been a part of all of it uh, for so many
3: years now. Right. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty neat to be a part of all those those rivalries. Um, it kind of depends on who you talk to. Which one of the biggest one is? You know, right. the uh, the older generations who grew up before. You know, Beach was in existence. Gallatin is the game. Uh, some of the younger crowd, uh, Beach is the game. And then even the younger kids even think that Station Camp is the game. But uh, they're all three big games as far as the community goes. Um, everybody expects you to win those games, and um, it is what it is. You know, you got to do what you got to do as far as to be successful and, and compete in our county because there's top-level football all across Sumner County. And that's well, what we are proud of too here.
0: And the good thing about those games is because when you see any of those schools, and it just so happens that all four are matching up, Gallatin-Hendersonville Beach Station Camp this weekend, you know there's going to be a crowd. The kids know that there's going to be a lot of people there to watch that game, and the atmosphere is always fun, and it's just what you want to be in and involved in if you're playing the sport.
3: Exactly. I mean, high school football and obviously different parts of the country, it means different things, but... Here where we're at, it's it's a huge thing, and in our county, it's a huge thing, so uh, that's something special we try to convey to the kids to enjoy the moment. I mean, not everybody gets to play in front of these type of crowds and environments and things of that nature, so uh, enjoy it. Uh, Don't get too caught up in it, because obviously there's the whole uh, school, social media thing that gets kind of out of blind control, and we we don't want any part of that kind of thing, so control we can control, but enjoy the environment, enjoy the rivalries, enjoy the uh, the whole festivities that go along with these type of rivalry games.
1: Well, your first time here, I imagine it's not your first time to Demas' as general. What do you order when here you come a few
3: here? i uh, I'm kind of cheap, so I kind of easy to go with hamburger steak. The hamburger <laughs> steak? It's really
0: good. It is I've good. had it a couple times. Well, yeah. Yeah. go
1: ahead and go order you a steak or whatever you want. It's on Demas's here today. So yeah, get the big we steak <laughs> today. Awesome. Yeah, we awesome. You, don't th- have to be, you don't have to be cheap tonight. No cheap tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for coming on, Coach Winslow. Thanks <laughs> for having me. And thank good you. luck this Friday. Of course, I'll see you Friday as it is. We'll, but be there. Yeah. we'll all see you. We'll all see you. Oh, be yeah, here. we'll all be there. I'm forgetting about We're that. We're all going
0: to be there. Everybody <laughs> in this room right now, with the exception of Susie, will be in the same spot on Friday night. And she may
3: even show up. She should up, be there, so. too. It's going to be yeah, a big there game. You go. Right? Exactly.
1: Thank you so much, Thank Coach. Thank you, guys. Coach Carl Wenzel of Hendersonville High School, and now we'll bring up Coach. He's, L- he's really good. Yeah. You know? yeah. You, you, well, as, not 15, if, 17 years of doing it, well, i got to imagine. But <laughs> that's the first time that we've
0: had him on with us. Now, unless you've had him on some of your no. uh, broadcast. that's that's our first time on WHIN, uh, the network, with, right. with this tonight. So, uh, really good job. Yeah, really and well. As he exits to go get his steak, Coach Chad Watson joins us now. And, uh, Coach, let's start. First, I know the answer to this because I asked you this yesterday when I stopped by practice. Your foot. For everybody at home that <laughs> may not know the update. I don't update need to laugh zone, at that. I'm sorry. I laughed right when you said it. Yeah, it's that, just not, the way you presented it. You to hit him for you? <laughs>
4: Anytime I, anybody brings it up in front of my wife, she laughs, so I'm used to it. Okay, um, good. I still got 10 toes, and I'm walking without a boot, so I'm happy. I get my stitches out in the morning, so.
0: So you'll be, you'll be ready to go. And coached with the boot on, you told me that you thought you might be on crutches against Hunter's Lane a couple weeks ago because it had just happened. You didn't have the crutches. It took you a while to get around the field. You weren't exactly sprinting, yeah. but made it without the crutches, and now all good to go this week. Take us through the off week. Obviously, you guys had spring break last week. Uh, what was the schedule of things and, and how did that go? And, and what do you feel about where the team is now having that time off and coming back to practice?
4: Um, we wanted to give our guys some time to kind of get a break. Um, we spent a lot of time together ever since I really got took the job. Um, but we gave them off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we came back and practiced Thursday, Friday last week. Uh, I thought we had two good days of practice. And I think our kids felt a little refreshed, rejuvenated, um, and it transitioned into a good week of practice this week.
0: You keep going here. I mean, I, you're the Gallatin guy. Well, I know, got but tons but of I questions. thought you might have had a question. <laughs> I was going to let you go. <laughs> Health-wise, I know the answer to this question as well, but you and I talked about this again yesterday. But uh, you've had some people out with some injuries. Yeah. Pretty healthy now going into this Friday.
4: Besides Isaiah Briscoe and D. Sullivan, obviously, um, we should be full go. Um getting William Goodnight back at right tackle is going to be a a big help for us. I know that kid's worked his butt off to get back. And, um, yeah, I think this is the healthiest we've been probably since Hillsboro, I would say.
0: Now, Michael Brinkley was out. Mm -hmm. You said he was back and healthy, but he didn't practice yesterday. Was that?
4: Um, That's just kind of easing the workload on him and his body. I mean, he's a big boy. Um, We know mentally Michael's locked in. Michael's going to do everything we ask him to do. So we just wanted to give him an extra day to recover so he can be – uh, full go on Friday because I mean ultimately that's when we're playing and you can come watch us practice and you, you've seen us practice we're physical we hit and we we do what we do but we're gonna also be smart and kind of take care of our kids when they got some type of issues going on
0: Hendersonville the opponent this week your first time through Sumner County you've you've seen <clears throat> Station Camp Hendersonville Beach to go you've looked at the film take us through the Commando offense and I know the coaches are sitting here listening to right. me, so. <laughs>
4: Um, really multiple what they do, uh, spread the ball around to a lot of different people. Uh, I think they got a, a leader uh, and a quarterback, a big physical, strong kid who is a, not just a good quarterback. He's a good football player. He'll lower his pads and get hard yards and, um, they're explosive. They are a really, really good football team, regardless of three and four. And we've been telling our kids that all week that, um, that, that record has no impact on Friday night and they are really, really good. And it is what it is. They're a good football team.
1: Well, let's talk about, you know, what have you been hearing? Because as Coach Wenzel said earlier, uh, you know, if you talk to a lot of the older heads and things like that out there, that gallatin Hendersonville is more of the rivalry inside the county. What have you been hearing about the expectations of this game from that side of things?
4: Yeah, I've been hearing it from, like, day one taking the job. Like, the kids, uh, when I first got here, obviously, station camp was a huge deal to them. But as far as the community and the support and the fans, uh, this one's a bigger game. And, um, that's what you want. I mean, you want to play at programs like Gallatin and Hendersonville so you can play in games like this because I've been places before coaching where it means a lot to you and it means a lot to the kids, but the community don't really get involved. And, I mean, why anybody would choose not to play public school football in Sumner County blows my mind because the atmosphere
0: is unbelievable at all of those schools. Defensively, <laughs> We ask you about the commandos on offense. Uh, defensively, when you look at the numbers – uh, 21.3 points per game is what they're giving up. That number skewed by the Oakland game at the first of the season. Right. They've been much better than that throughout the the remainder of, of the schedule. Yeah,
4: I mean, you look at Oakland. I think Oakland, I saw it in the Tennessee end last week. Their point spread and points scored and points allowed is like 365. So, I mean, they've done that to – I mean, they're, they're really, really good. I mean, you're looking at top five, top ten, six, eight programs that they've scored a lot of points on. And um, like you said earlier, uh, a lot of those games that they've been leading all the way up through the fourth quarter and uh, just didn't really seal the deal or finish it. But defensively, man, their their one inside linebacker number fifty one really stands out to me. Uh, defensive line does a really good job, striking with their hands and getting uh, getting after it. And outside linebackers are good players, and number seven's a good play and player in the back end. They are a solid football team. I could go on and on. 14's a good player. Um, just. Just a really, really good football team.
1: Now, I mean, is there any other expectations right now coming? I don't know if any more news that came out so much about Glencliff, but looking past Hendersonville, I know you don't want to too much look past Hendersonville, obviously, as it no. is, but for the season you as you a whole. I he's not. Well, no. he, he you,
0: knows who's next. He hasn't looked that far ahead yet. Coming no. <laughs> in, though,
1: right now, off the fall break, and uh, having the break as it is, but also the undefeated record, do you feel any kind of extra pressure? That's really kind of where I was going with no,
4: that. No, I think um, us and our kids, like, we nobody's going to push us to try to work harder to be successful. We're we're going to push ourselves to the limit day in and day out. The only adjustment we've made because of the Glencliffe was we have moved senior night up just in case something did fall through with that game. That way we do get to honor our seniors and make sure that does happen.
0: Well, and he mentioned the word pressure. You're kind of playing with house money in that coming into this season, I think probably community as a whole, perhaps – uh, all of Sumner County, really didn't expect to see this Galton squad at 7-0 and at this point in the season. You're far ahead of what most people, I know not you, not the other coaches, not the players perhaps, but people outside of the program itself thought it would be. So, really, there, there, there's not a lot of extra pressure, is there? Because you are ahead of, of where a lot of people thought you would be.
4: I've, we're going to try to go play the best ball we can. I mean, um, ultimately, what I've told you since week one, we want to be playing better football later in the year than we were week one. And I don't – like, I just want us to see improvement in ourselves. And that's the main thing we're worried about and the main thing we've been talking about as a coach and staff because there's going to be things that happen that we can't control and we want to worry about what we can control, and that's us ultimately.
0: Montez Banks stepped in for Isaiah Briscoe. Briscoe, of course, broke three bones in his foot against Wilson Central. Mm -hmm. Bank steps in at Hunter's Lane, was our MVP of the game, threw for two, ran for two, had a two-point conversion, was responsible for all but one score uh, in the football game. How has he been and improved over what we saw because at times early he kind of struggled but he looked like a totally different player uh, in that contest versus hunters lane uh
4: it's a large credit to coach wilson coach wilson works with him every single day and one thing that happens when you transition from being the number two guy to the number one guy you get a lot more reps in practice and i think that's helping him improve improve um and you know coming into the preseason it was a debate i mean it was something we had it was within the staff like conflicting viewpoints on well we think briscoe we think banks and and end up going with briscoe but montez has not complained he's not fussed he's not pouted a single day his attitude has been amazing um even when he wasn't the starter and it's nice to see a kid get his opportunity to make the most of it but we got to have him play play smart football take care of the football um really athletic kid explosive with his feet and, and he's getting better and better at throwing the football
0: now, I made the comment because of the picture that you guys take for the MVP award every week with the, the ladies of the Patterson team come around and do that. I don't know if you could have gotten a bigger smile out of Montez. <laughs> if, you had, if he had had the winning lottery number, yeah. if he would have been any happier than what he looked in there, the smile was just yeah. huge. And that's the way he is. I mean, consistent day in and day
4: out. He's a happy kid. Um, he's a good teammate. So I know those guys in the huddle, when they hear him talking, they want to play hard for him. So that's always good having a quarterback. This game
0: might just be the biggest crowd we've had this year at Green Wave Stadium, and that's saying something mm-hmm. because the Station Camp crowd was enormous. Hillsboro was really good. Lebanon uh, was a, was a really good crowd as well. But I think this one might top all of those, maybe not all together, but individually uh, this season for the crowd coming up this Friday.
4: That's awesome. Uh, can't beat the support that we have here in Gallatin, um, and like I said, I mean that's that's the top atmosphere you want to play in. You want to be at good football programs so you can play in games like that.
0: Now, I haven't told anybody what – you sent me a picture earlier this week about something, but I'm working on getting him to the game. I'll just tell you that oh, and, that's let you, awesome. and let you good. know. We're trying. We'll, we'll see what we can do about that. For people at home, it will be on the – it will be there this week. It's already there. It's a, there, There's a surprise on the field for people at home – Come into the game on Friday. That's all I'm going to say. You'll see it when you get to the stadium on Friday night. I think it's really neat, and I think it was an awesome idea. And so there you go. There's your tease. Come to the game on Friday night. Come in and see what's what's on the field.
1: Is there a uh, way to pre-buy tickets if anybody's looking for yeah, that? Yeah, think,
4: I think they're selling them out of the cafeteria. I'm not a One good thing about being here, a lot of that stuff I don't have to take care of that I used to have to. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they are, and – um I'll send you some information if you want to put that out. Perfect.
3: So, we'll do that once
0: I get it. Final question, and then we'll let you get back to your food. Who's the defensive coordinator this week? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <I'm>, well, <laughs> they both do such a good job, and they work so hard, and they aggravate each other so much because um, trying to get our scout team to run their offensive attack the correct way. I mean, they those two have been bickering and arguing at each other, and I know they run it this way. there, But, um, well, if Broderick's the D.C., when we don't – People don't score. Hopefully it's more of him next week than Clemens or Friday night.
0: (laughs) Those two guys have been a pleasure. You all have been. I have enjoyed so much. Uh, you guys and I said this yesterday at practice to to Coach Beasley by the way uh, I said last question one more you you added a new staff member this week I mentioned to him the uh, enthusiasm and the passion and the energy that's there when you come to practice and watch you guys and I'm not talking about the kids I'm talking about the staff and that permeates through the team but talk about Coach Beasley and and his addition to uh, the varsity staff
4: yeah I mean me and uh, Coach Beasley have formed a pretty good relationship ever since I got the job I wanted to get into her middle school programs and make sure we're kind of on the same page and letting them know that we're there to support you and uh, just getting to know Bobby and his love for this football program. We want to surround our kids with people that care about them and people that are energetic and passionate about football and it's nice. We got Randall on staff who's played there and can tell that perspective. Now we got another guy with Bobby that can also do that. So Bobby's going to be a huge
0: asset for us down the road. Of course, Bobby Beasley coming up from Rucker Stewart Middle School where he was 8 and 0 in the regular season unscored upon through 8 games unfortunately they lost the county uh, championship football game in a rematch so that kind of tells you because uh, that's uh, two years in a row now that Rutgers done that not the undefeated but right. two years I say, should say unscored upon they've been undefeated two years in a row and then lost the championship game but to go eight games at any level of football unscored on is, is really something so that kind of tells you what you're getting with him right. it's just one of the coaches now on this
4: varsity staff yeah and he's plugging into our defensive staff so he's he's hopping on that side of the ball coach
0: right. go finish up right, thank you eat, eat your food We'll get Coach Beasley over here. We're going to interrupt his meal. I think he's working on a steak is what it looks like from here. I well, could be hey, wrong.
1: real quick, Randall Silcox on uh, Facebook Live just said, Galton High School website, you can get the pre-order link to buy the tickets. There you go, so Coach
0: Watson. If anybody else asks, li- leave it to Randall to, to come through in a pinch. <laughs> hey, he's right. got to be good for some. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> but, by the way,
0: uh, hey, Coach Watson, he sent me a text a little bit ago. He got a letter today from his alma mater, the University of Memphis at Lambeth Edition. So, got to give him grief about that. It it was Lambeth University when he was there. It's part of the University of Memphis system now. I I always like to to joke with him about that, and I'm sure there'll be a Facebook comment coming back at me here in a minute. Coach James Beasley joining us now. Coach, do you want me? You you were joking a couple weeks ago. You didn't know if you wanted to talk with me this week. I can I can leave and let you and Zach have this. (laughs) Yeah, if you could.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I gotta love it. All right, you know because. Coach, uh, we we had, obviously, Coach Carl Wenzel in with us, obviously, before this. And his was his first time on, really the first time we've had any other member of the coaching staff. Talk a little bit more about your coaching staff, Wenzel, and the experience that they've already had working in the system beforehand, because all y'all are a pretty tight-knit group.
5: Yeah, um, we got to um, – I think everybody we have on our, our staff right now has been there prior to um, Coach Hatfield leaving. So we all coached for coach Hatfield and and learned a lot of the things we do from him and from coach Laster who was there before the uh, before him and uh, was the Gallatin coach and mm-hmm. my head coach whenever I was in school at Hendersonville so wow um I didn't really I didn't know that yeah those wow. guys uh those guys you know laid a foundation of uh of how to do things the right way how to work and and get things done the the way that they're supposed to be done and working you know, through hard work, you know, you get rewarded with uh, kids playing hard and winning football games and kids moving on to be successful in life.
1: Now, let's talk about uh, Wilson Central. Uh, you get the big win bouncing off the three-game skid, in which really it was, there was a lot of hoopla, if you will, in those three games that kind of caused that ten-point differential between three games. But what was it like getting the win for the kids going into fall break?
5: Well, it was, it was awesome just to get over the hump and <clears throat> finish a game the way that we want to <laughs> and not have anything uh, happen detrimental to us. So um, it was homecoming, too. That's always a big deal for everybody's school. And, and right. it was just nice to to get the win and to get to enjoy it, uh, you know, that evening. And then um, going fall break and, you know, when you're practicing over fall break, it's a lot funner to practice if you're coming off a win than, <laughs> than if you're coming off a loss. So What was the schedule for fall break? Fall break, uh, we, we, we practiced on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. So uh, we gave him off long weekend first week and long weekend at the second weekend.
1: Okay, now let's move it into this week, Gallatin this week, and, and kind of what you heard Greg maybe say earlier to Coach Watson, they're expecting a bigger crowd because of the, the historic rivalry uh, between Hendersonville and Gallatin. Is there a excitement with the kids on what they're going into, or is it more or less of a case? Because you also heard it across the board too, that more of the kids kind of see the newer rivalries with more animosity. So how are they
5: looking at it right now? It's our next game, so <laughs> that's our biggest rival right now. Right. I mean, for everybody, yeah. Um, it's I echo what Coach Watson had mentioned earlier. This is why you play in these programs at the public schools in Sumner County. It's just awesome to get to play in these type of environments at uh, and these type of games, and having so many people care about the outcome of the game, and so many people want to see how you do, and and uh, rooting for one side or the other, and it's it's just it's just fun. To, to be a part of. And I mentioned this to Coach Winslow. He's been a part of it
0: 17 years. You, while you haven't necessarily been a part of it that many years, your roots in it go back farther because you were a player at Hendersonville. So uh, this is uh, kind of in your blood, if you will. Uh, Hendersonville football, for
5: one, obviously that's why you came back, but these Sumner County rivalries. Right. I mean, uh, Gallatin is always the team that, um, you know, for a long time and when I was growing up it was one of the top premier teams in the state and you know they still are um, so it was always a, if you if you could compete with them then you felt like you could pretty much compete with anybody that you were going to play so you get a lot of confidence by being able to beat them <clears throat> and, um, it's just it's one of those games that you you really want to win whether you're a player or alumni or coach or anything else that you, you want to go out there and and get after it because they're right up the road. You see them, you know, your kids. When I was when I was in school, you saw these kids. Um, of course, Station Camp wasn't built yet, but um, Beach and and Gallatin both were. And no matter what you do, when you're playing at the park or anywhere else, you run into these kids at different things. So you always wanted to have the bragging rights in in every sport that you play, but uh, especially in football. Go ahead. Your thoughts on. This Galton squad that you're going to play on Friday night, seven and oh. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what else <you> could say. <laughs> I mean, from from what I've seen and looking at their scores, the only two teams have scored on them, I think. And you know, that one of them was the first game of the year, so who knows how that played out? But and that was against Lebanon, who we played and beat us. And I know that they're a really good team, so um, they were able to score once. And uh, let's see, Hillsboro scored. Twice mm-hmm, on them, and um, that's it. So, not giving up points to Mount Juliet, not giving up any points to Wilson Central. Um, I, that's impressive, and uh, they haven't been scored on their last four games, I know. And I'm sure that that's a point of emphasis to them to play well on defense and to try to keep people out of the end zone. And they've been able to do it. So, we, we're gonna go up there and try the best we can to. to to move the football a little bit and maybe try to score if we if we can. But, uh, our, you know, our work's cut out, out for us. But, <clears throat> but we like our kids and we like our players and we think that we're going to play hard and we're going to compete. So,
1: Well, let's talk about Isaiah Chandler because he has been a monster whether it's over the air or on the ground, uh, even in these past – three games really that had been uh, where he's kind of standing out and because I talked about it for so long where it was, it seemed like whoever wanted to pull the the lottery ball this week to blow the big play out. uh, Now it's been Isaiah Chandler pretty consistently Uh, talk about what has anything changed for him so much. Or I mean, it seems like the touches and and what he's doing is kind of stayed similar as what had been from the start of the season, but he's just doing so much more with it. And of course, obviously now the history holder at Henderson high school for the longest run on the ground.
5: Right. Um, He just he works hard. And you know what? He's he's one of those players that you get that understands football. He's got a lot of football, a high football IQ um, Mm -hmm. that not every player that you get to coach has that. And he's got a little bit higher than than a lot of kids. So he kind of knows where the hole is going to open or where he's supposed to fit and all those things. So he kind of can play multiple positions and do different things. So I think a lot of times whenever somebody's. Not picking up the block the right way, or not getting on the right shoulder like they need to, then he kind of corrects them. So part of him having more success is our team getting better and understanding how to do things and 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 doing things just a little bit better each week and allowing that that's opening up some holes for him. And I'm sure he would tell you the same thing that it ain't necessarily him that's uh, making making any bigger plays or doing anything so much better. Although he's trying, you know, he's doing playing hard and doing the best he can. It's his teammates that have get getting better and his offensive line getting a little bit better and his other running backs getting a little bit better. So that's opened up things for him.
1: Well you've kind of created a two headed monster also on the ground game. Isaiah Chandler and then you got Keon Stafford who has also been playing. Uh, of course he had the unfortunate and we'll put it in air quotation against Wilson central on the one yard line fumble, yeah. uh, that it did end up turning into points for Henishville on the back end of it. Uh, but it, other than that, and I still didn't see the fumble. I don't think he fumbled it, but anyway, here we go. But you know, it was still a, he's kind of also stepped up in the wake of, of where you have Isaiah Chandler having stepped up. So is it, is there a two head monster that's back there or is it just that they're both these guys are kind of stepping up together now?
5: Yeah. They just been, you know, like we've talked about before, it's, it's, Whoever's in there, and we got multiple players at all those positions that can play, and they've been able to make plays whenever they've had the opportunity to be in there. Keon, um, he just – he works really hard all the time, and he's always got this just happy attitude. And and, he, and one thing that's unique about him is he he really pays attention to the details of everything that he does, you know, and, and that's an important thing for him to do. And he, uh, I think that that pays off for him whenever – he gets the ball in his hands, and he knows knows where to hit it, knows where to cut, knows how to do the things that we're asking him to do. So, yeah, he's been he's been great. He's been working hard. Isaiah's been great, been working hard. And um, whoever's in there, we're not, you know, we f- we feel confident in all the players that we put in there that uh, they're going to be able to do um, some of the things like Keon and Isaiah's been able to do over the past several weeks.
1: Now, this is obviously the outsider's opinion or really just eyes looking in, and I'm not in the huddle, but – I'm seeing each, them specifically talking to each other after one another hits the home run. And, and of course, in the uh, Independence game, they both did back-to-back plays. Is there a, a little bit of competition about, okay, I have, you, you did a 60-yard touchdown. Well, let me get a 95-yard <laughs> touchdown now. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just seeing it. It looks like they're maybe jawing to each other, which is great.
5: I think they're just excited, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that we're hitting plays. You know, <clears throat> the way we play on offense, we give the ball to multiple people, so – They just get excited whenever when any of them get a chance to to get a big play that it it makes the other ones excited that that they got their chance and they busted it on on their carry. So
0: I'm going to ask you a question that you may not want to answer. It's not game plan specific or anything like that. But Hendersonville, obviously your offense runs the football. Gallatin's offense runs the football. Both are capable of throwing the football. Would you say that potentially, potentially, if I can say the word,
5: in this game, the team that throws the football the best might be the one that wins? I I think that's uh, fair to say. I think that definitely could could be the situation. But um, on the other hand, you know, the team that gets behind – may want to throw the ball more than the team that's up. So it may be the team that's running the ball better early on (laughs) that that, that has the advantage. See, he he got me. Yeah. Yeah. I like
0: that. Well, well, because obviously your first choice is run the football. If if it's up to you, you're going to run the football more than you're going to pass it.
5: Most of the time. We we, we try to take whatever – uh, we feel like gives us the best chance to move the football, but yes, we obviously uh, like to run the ball when we can, right?
0: And the same thing with Galton. Obviously, right. Briggs over a thousand right. yards on the season already. We know they want to run the football, so that's where the kind of the thought process come in, and not trying to compare quarterbacks, but just to say, okay, if it comes down to two teams and two really good defenses that are, are knock it heads, and this is a, a tough physical, which it's going to be game. Uh, at the end of the day, maybe the team that makes the most plays or a play in the passing
5: game uh, can can break open what I think is going to be a defensive game myself. Right. I mean, it definitely could play out like that. And who knows? <laughs> well, and,
1: you know, not so much, once again, not giving the game plays or anything away, but hey, – with their starting quarterback out, does does that change a little bit of what your 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 mentality as a coach for what you're going into the game, or is it still just business as usual?
5: Well, I don't I don't think it changes anything. It looks like that they had a pretty tight competition between those two, uh, number two and number seven, uh, prior to the season. Number two, they felt like gave him a little bit better chance, and um, he's out now, so number seven stepped in. Didn't look like they really missed uh, too much um, from wilson central to hunters lane offensively um so i think seven is perfectly capable of running the offense the way they want to do it and throwing the football the way that they want to do it and uh so i don't it doesn't really change our game plan um against what they want to do because i think that uh, more than likely they feel confident that seven's going to be able to do what they're asking him to do and lead their offense.
1: Now, this will – we'll get you out of here with this one. Yeah, because um,
5: his food's over there getting cold. And I thought he was going to go eat.
1: <laughs> but do you, do, when looking over at Gallatin High School and really what their schedule has been, do you feel almost a little bit envious of the matchups that you have faced for Hendersonville and the strength of schedule that you faced that really – could have been a seven and zero. Just besides, maybe maybe a six and one with Oakland. Other than that, but the yeah, because I don't
0: know anybody to beat. Yeah, those I, 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 <laughs> but those outside. three
1: games combined, you have you know in the losses that come out that you have ten points, and you look at kind of Gallatin, Hunter's Lane, they play, and then some of these other schools that are saying it in a nicer way, just not to the actual schedule, <laughs> ske- you know, not to the skill of the team that they were playing. Do you kind of get a little envious as a coach seeing that scheduling?
5: No, I think that you know they. They're out of region schedule is our region basically, so I mean that's well, we have Central to Mountain play G- Lebanon, and they can't camp. control the other one, so they're True. just playing who they're they're supposed to play. I'm not envious of them. They did they've done a good job with with what they've the schedule they've had, and they have played who they're supposed to play, and they beat who they're supposed to beat. So um, we feel like <clears throat> our schedule has uh, prepared us for for tough games. You know, at the back end of our schedule, we knew we was going to have tough games coming up at the end are basically our whole schedule but right. you know we're, we're we're just hopeful that uh, playing those games and being in those situations as we have from game 1 all the way till now pays off for us and that our kids are are ready and been through kind of just about a lot of situations that you could be in I wouldn't say everyone cuz I'm sure something will come up <laughs> <We> that <Right. haven't, laughs> we haven't been in yet but uh we feel like just our strength of schedule and the, the teams that we play have, have prepared us for just about anything that we could see Alright, we'll head, head
0: coach. Thanks for being with us. Go go, finish up your food and we'll close this thing out and we'll see you on Friday night because uh, as I said a moment ago, all of us in the room with the exception of Susie and she may even show up. She might up. show up. Well, we'll all, we'll yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you
5: go.
1: <laughs> she, she had uh, children that went to Hendersonville, so there you go. She's so it's, uh, it's, it's an even tie around here, pretty much. <laughs> hey, there you go. You know what I realized, though? You're wearing black for Hennishville. I'm wearing green for Gallatin. So we're, we're well, causing I did, I the favorites tism- I red. You so, red? Okay. Yeah, so well, it's not know. the black and gold. Yeah, and, you, you
0: know, know, I honestly didn't think about that. I didn't, sure didn't I didn't either. I didn't think <laughs> about it at all. I, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times over the course of 28 years of, of doing broadcasting, especially basketball. Mm. where I would get up in the morning, get dressed, go out, go to work for the day, do whatever it was that day I was doing, show up at a school that night and realized I was wearing the colors of the opposite team right. from Gallatin. <laughs> you know, like, it makes you seem uh, unbiased. Uh, Portland and, and wear a purple jacket or, or something of that nature when I show up. People go, why are you wearing purple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it happens again. It does happen. I've been in that hey, same We don't already. have the wardrobe <laughs> uh, you know, like colleges or the right. NFL guys do, where they just go in and get clothes handed <laughs> to them, and so you have these. We have to kind of go with what we have in our closet. But anyway,
1: well, so now let's get into our predictions outside of. The, I mean, the I say right. we, I'm I say not we leave. It. Oh, you yeah, can't I don't me think I don't it. think it's even fun to pick it. I don't want to be on that <laughs> ship. I don't want to. It's not going to be good. But let's do the other schools that we have going on through beach the w- station
0: camp. camp. I think that's an easy one. Station be camp beach. still do you, struggling. Do you I just mean. feel bad for station camp at this point? Absolutely, their kids go to practice they work hard every day. They go out and they play the games, and they just have not found the success on the field uh, to this point. And I don't think they're they're going to find it this week against Beach. No, they've got some players. They've got some talent. They've got some ability. For whatever reason, they are where they are. And, and again, like I said, I just don't think they find it against Beach, who's undefeated, looking to stay undefeated because, uh, obviously, and I don't think they're looking ahead over Station Camp, but knowing that they've got Gallatin coming up next week at their place for what will be the region championship, it's important to Beach to come into that game undefeated.
1: Right, right, and they, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I, it's not going to be a pretty one for Station Camp, and you know, it's just it's going to be a boat race. Uh, our buddy,
0: <laughs> Coach Guy Singer, Pope John, they've got MUS coming to town.
1: It's it's really hard now. Like I said. JB, two and they played in the playoffs on a three-hour trip going to Memphis to play that team in that fantastic facility that MUS has down there. Uh, they controlled the ball. Now, once again, that was with Anton Roberts. When he's saying Antoine Roberts is going to be doubtful, it does not bode well for the Knights. i, I got to go MUS on this one.
0: I think I'm going to take Pope John just to be the contrarian this week. Okay. It's at home having your leader or one of your leaders i should say maybe not the leader but leaders mm-hmm. and certainly one of your your better players out of the ball game i think these guys step up they were good enough to do what they did last year in that game and stay close with him in it I'm going to give them this one at All home right. just, just because they're due it. to Don't win one of these games. You know, against yeah. the Brentwood Academies and against the MBAs and MUS and Christian Brothers and, you know, go through the list of schools. They're, they're due to win one. I'm taking them this week. Portland at Springfield. Got to take Springfield. I think I'm going to take they're, Springfield. They're, you as talk well? about
1: even last year. You know, you look at it just where they were. We we jokingly said on when we did the pregame shows uh, for White House last year, if you remember that, right? Uh, but uh, you know, we jokingly said how they were kind of the winners of, of Sumner County last year, and they're still a strong program this year. Yeah. So you know, against Portland, I don't think it's going to be. Especially, it's a home game, correct? For yes, it's the at Springfield. Spring, it's yeah, a, it's so, a new place over so.
0: there. Westmoreland goes to East Robertson.
1: I know nothing about East Robertson. So I'll just I'll trust you on I'm this one. I'm gonna take Westmoreland. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: Westmoreland's had a couple of bad uh, games back to back against uh, Watertown, Trousdale County. In there, I think they'll win that game. And then finally, Creekwood at White House. This is the one where I can tell you I don't know much about Creekwood.
1: Uh, it, it was White's Creek that, that uh I'm thinking that
0: White's Creek is when Westmoreland, Westmoreland beat, so played 52 so. to nothing or 52 to 6 something like yeah. that this is, this is Creekwood this is totally different it's uh, at Whitehouse though it's at Whitehouse Whitehouse needs Blue a Devils. bounce back uh, they struggled last week uh, they played last week the only Sumner County school that did they lost to Heritage uh, their cross city rival 19 to 12 so I, I think I'll take Whitehouse too for a bounce back in that one
1: we'll give it back to the home crowd hey we're here live at Demises, and this is where we do the coaches show live here from Demas every Wednesday and so remember next Wednesday you can be here as well to possibly see us in person if you want to
0: but Absolutely. also we'd love for you to come out and join us
1: if you weren't able to catch maybe your team's coach or if you weren't able to catch uh, the first half of the show and you wanted to this will be up again on Facebook one you can watch the video side but also the audio side will be up on SoundCloud at WHIN Radio then Apple Podcasts on WHIN Radio and then also you can go to WHINradio.com click the podcast banner and it'll take you to Sumner County Football Podcast, and that was another way for you to listen to the show. Remember to share it, and thanks to Demos again uh, for providing the space for us to be at, and remember, you can come check out their new menu. You can check out everything they have going on. Cook to order. The food's great. You'll love it. Come on down here to Demos' 221 Indian Lake Boulevard.
0: What he said. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it well. Thank you, Zach. That'll do it for us. Remember, as we talked about earlier, if you want to have a great football game to go to on Friday night, there's four taking place in Sumner County. Come out and find one. Go support your team or support a team or just go watch some great high school football. The weather's going to be great. The weather's going to be great. We will both be live at Gallatin. He'll be on the streaming uh, side of things on uh, whinradio.com on the Hendersonville link. Of course, you can listen to the Gallatin broadcast of that contest on the air, 100.7, a.m. And streaming streaming on the whinradio.com website. Join us. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the Friday football.
1: And also you can visit any other school if you're wanting to listen to Beach, JP2, if you're wanting to listen to Station Camp, White House, am I forgetting Westmoreland. One? Westmoreland, if you want to listen to any of those. You go Beach, w- did you say Beach Station I said Camp? Beach and Station okay, Camp. Yep, you so you go to w- whinradio.com, click the high school banner, and then you can find your team that you're wanting to listen to.
0: We got it all covered, and we'll see you Friday night for high school football action and back here at Demas's next Wednesday. Have a great week, everybody.